Welcome back to Archives of Fabella Daily, the podcast reminding you that life is a contact sport, so you better hang on. Today is July 29th, equal to Leo 7th. Books are available on Amazon. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and hit that subscribe button for more great stories right in your feed. July 29th, 1864 is the date Confederate spy Bell Boyd is arrested by Union troops and detained at the Old Capitol Prison in Washington, D.C. But, in the magical wonderland of Fabella, a group of unorthodox bank robbers were apprehended. I'm Dylan Foley, and this is Archives of Fabella. Beyond our world, there is love. Beyond our world, there is war. Beyond our world, there is life. Beyond our world, there is Fabella. Leo 7th, 5864, FY, Fabella year, equal to July 29th, 1864 AD, Earth year. Employees at the Blacktooth National Bank and Trust in the Red Rock Territory of the Sheba Union arrive to work one morning and make an astonishing discovery. Over $1 million worth of banknotes, relics, antiques, and jewelry has been stolen from the vault. Even for the period, this is an astonishing amount of money, the greatest amount ever stolen in a single bank heist. The crime leaves bank employees scratching their heads. Normally, robbers would use magic to blow open a vault. That was why the vault was enchanted to repel magic. But a gaping hole in the center of the vault proves the robbers burrowed inside using a huge drill to tunnel underneath the city streets in the dead of night. Law enforcement wardens begin looking for the culprits. The robbers in question have used magic to close the tunnel, so they can't be backtracked to where the drill originated. Furthermore, the type of machinery used doesn't exist for purchase, so the drill had to be custom-built over the course of several months, perhaps years. The robbers had meticulously measured the exact distance they would have to burrow under the streets to land directly under the vault. It's clear that this is the work of a very sophisticated and smart group of thieves. Wardens are stumped, and it appears the robbers are just getting started. Another bank soon reports the loss of all their assets. Over the next three years, dozens of banks in the West Coast are robbed. Each case is the same. A hole in the middle of a vault, and the tunnel filled in, and no evidence 
pointing to a single suspect in the case. So, who's responsible for this unfathomable crime spree? Three years after the first robbery, wardens are certain that this is an inside job. They find a secretary who has been employed at every bank robbed named Rifa Devish. Devish would get employed at a bank, usually as a secretary, but sometimes as a bank teller. Serve for a few weeks until she got the layout of the bank and quit a few days before the robbery so she wouldn't be called by wardens investigating employees after the robbery. Devish is apprehended on charges of forgery to keep her in custody and force her cohorts to go looking for another inside accomplice. Undercover wardens are secretly deployed to banks across the west coast to make contact with the robbers and take Devish's vacant spot. The plan works like a charm. An undercover warden contacted by the group reports that they are preparing to strike. That's not all. The group in question has been organized by an unlikely leader, celebrated gun salesman Vincent Travis. Travis hailed from a colony in the east under the Avalon Empire called Bloodborne. The Bloodborns were the group who crash-landed in Fabella from Earth, leaving themselves stranded. Travis has been leading the bank heists to directly finance the Bloodborns' war against Avalon to gain their emancipation. This shocks the Wardens. Travis was so well-respected in the community, nobody would have expected treason from him. He's part of the upper crust of society and close to many of the family patriarchs who owned the bank he struck. As a valued member at many of the Shiba Union's biggest banks, Travis was uniquely positioned to scope out potential targets without arousing suspicion. This would allow him to see how their security worked and for him to plan out these crimes to a T. Nobody blinked an eye to see him wandering across the halls of these financial institutions. Travis accessed the banks, allowing him to measure the right amount of distance to the vault and plan the heists for when there would be a maximum amount of assets in the bank to steal. The drill the squad of bloodborne soldiers under his command have assembled was custom built in Sheba over the course of two years prior to the first burglary. Using the precise measurements supplied by Travis and Devish, the squad would burrow under the bank using a mix of the drill and magic to enter the vaults. Following this information supplied by their undercover warden, Sheba Union authorities round up Travis and his squad of Bloodborns, but they're too late, and the money Travis has stolen from the emerging Bloodborne nation is key to them winning their independence over the Avalon Empire. A mere two weeks after Travis's arrest, the Bloodborne Empire flies their flag as an independent nation for the first time. By the time of his arrest, Travis has stolen a fortune, enough to plunge the Shiba Union economy into a significant financial depression. Travis may not have succeeded in being undetected, but his main goal was an undeniable victory. Vincent Travis 
and his underrock squad go down as one of the most prolific bank robbers in Fabella's history, with wide-ranging effects and ramifications for the world at large. That's going to do it for us today. Subscribe now to get more new episodes right in your feed. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Send your questions to archivesoffabella at gmail.com. Archives of Fabella is created, produced, and hosted by Dylan Foley with music by Garrett Ferris and audio blocks. Books are available on Amazon, in ebook and paperback. As always, look outside of what is possible and think about what might be.